Last episode, we spoke about how screen time is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, today I'm going to double down and say video games can actually be used as a learning tool. Isn't that right, Sebastian? You had me a gaming dad. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cody Family Connection. I'm Sebastian. I'm here with my dad, James. Let's get down to business. So, in all seriousness, gamification or edutainment is a powerful motivator in learning how to code. But what is edutainment? Let's take it back a few steps and wind down what exactly edutainment is. Edutainment is just entertainment, especially video games, but with an educational aspect. That's right. And the way I see it, edutainment or gamification is basically Jedi mind tricking kids into feeling like they're playing video games when they're actually learning. So, for example, one thing we do is we'll use Minecraft to teach engineering software. So, Sebastian, tell us how Minecraft can actually help with education. Well, that's a great question, Dad. There's actually a lot of ways that it could be used. One of those great ways that it can be used in an educational purpose is actually uh, creativity. Another way is collaboration. It helps foster teamwork among kids. And I think another great reason is resource management. Now, the way they use resource management in Minecraft is, for example, if you want to build a house or have enough food to go on an adventure, you need to know if you bring the right amount of food. Because if you bring too little, you'll starve, you'll lose. And if you bring too much, then you're not going to have enough inventory space if you find something cool in your quests. And um, another good way that you can learn in Minecraft is actually the STEM concepts. Minecraft actually incorporates science, technology, engineering, and math in the form of redstone. It's kind of like electricity, and you can build all sorts of complicated buildings in the game. So that's the essence of gamification, right? Making learning feel more like play. So at our Code Ninjas learning centers, we believe that coding is a pathway to creativity, problem solving, and critical thinking. But let's be honest, traditional learning methods can sometimes feel a bit dry, especially with younger learners, and that's where gamification comes into play. That makes sense. So how does Code Ninjas turn coding into a game? Well, we've designed a curriculum that integrates gaming elements like levels, challenges, rewards, and teamwork. So students start as white belts and work their way up through different belts, just like martial arts, and each level introduces new coding skills and concepts, building on what they've learned before. And it's not just about making it fun, it's about measurable progress, right? So we've seen kids who started with little or no coding experience rapidly progress through these levels, developing real proficiency in coding. And their parents are often amazed at what their children can create and achieve. Well, I think that it's important that the games aren't just fun, but that they really teach something. I mean, if it's only having fun and there's no educational aspect, then it's a game. But if it's all learning and it's no fun, it's boring and no one's going to pay attention. So I think there has to be the right mix. For example, at school, if you're writing an essay, you're probably not comparing it with your classmates, right? Probably not. But when you're using a game like Minecraft, for example, you're letting your friends play your game and you're playing their games. So you're constantly competing in a sense, right? Or showing off your work. So it's a way to leverage that interest that you guys have as a community 
to start learning more ways to apply your creativity to this world that you're creating together. I see how like the sense of competition could like bring more creativity. It could give more like drive. I see how it could also build a more positive goal setting mentality. And I think that's a really important thing in today's society. So there's there's so many critical future facing skills that are being learned by by gaming. You know, it used to be, it still is in 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 a general sense. It's you know you're you're playing video games to blow stuff up or to blow stuff up. Yeah, uh-uh. depending on the on the video game. Yeah, right? but that's when a I genre. was growing up, that's that's basically what it was. It was either that or racing cars. So it was competitive. Is my point. Not really. What about Mario Bros? Like you just you're still trying game. to. Hey, what about uh, Mario Kart? That didn't exist when you were a kid. Okay, you got me there. The point I'm trying to make is. Nowadays, it's more a community aspect that's being created. And it's that collaboration that you're having with other peers in creating these worlds or overcoming the obstacles that are teaching you these future-facing skills like collaboration, problem-solving. And these are skills that are very difficult to teach in a traditional school setting. And more importantly or interestingly, these are the very human skills that AI cannot compete in. So it be- behooves us to, to teach the new generation these soft skills, these very human skills, which in the past we kind of took for granted, right? We really focused on you know, other you know, scholastic type of, of achievements, math and science, which obviously are still important. But I think there's going to be a lot to be said about how well you can play with others? How can you collaborate? How can you get a sense of, of leadership? How do you overcome obstacles? How do you work as a team to create a common or, or to reach a common goal? So why, why should we care about multiplayer games, especially the ones that we use, like, like the ones that you mentioned, Minecraft, Roblox? I mean, there's so many critical future-facing skills that come along for the ride that are going to be so important for students to master in order to stay relevant in a workforce that's increasingly giving way to automation, machine learning, and things of that nature. So these uniquely human skills that are recruited in the process of collaboration with other students is just fundamental. The other key is emotional engagement. For so long, we thought reasoning and emotion as being separate from each other, but in neuroscience, now we know Neuros- that... How do we get into neuroscience? I thought we were just having a fun little conversation about how Minecraft and Roblox can be educational and the benefits of a hands-on approach and building games. Let me give you a real-world example of what I've seen with, with Minecraft, right? And as you know, we have summer camps, and they're a week long, and, and from 9 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. And one of the most popular ones that we have is uh, on Minecraft. And I've had to have a conversation with parents more than once where they're asking me, why has my child been playing Minecraft the whole week? Which is when I have to explain, you know, the first thing we do when we have on Mondays, when we have a new group of students is they log in to, into Minecraft. They start checking out the world and, and playing the game while the rest of the campers start arriving. And then once everybody is in the class, our sensei, our instructor, will show on the moni- on the projector this huge, you know, dragon, which is 
so much more intricate and cool looking than what they're used to seeing in in their own games, right? And everybody will will gasp and be like, "Wow, where do I get that? Or how did you make that?" And he'll ask, "Well, you know, we, I can teach you guys how to do it. You guys want to learn?" Everybody, everybody will say yes. And so the instructor will say, "Okay, great. So log out of your Minecraft account and log into this account right here, which is Tinkercad, which is a, an engineering software." One that's used, to, we also use a lot for 3D printing modeling, right? And so in their heads, the kids are still playing Minecraft, but in reality, they're not even in the Minecraft platform. They're in an engineering platform learning 3D modeling, which is a very valuable skill. So it's funny to me that I have to explain this to parents who I understand completely as a parent myself, why they're asking, right? I mean, they could be playing at home. But that's the whole point is kind of making it feel like they're playing while they're actually learning something of value. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Let me give you another example. When you were a kid or, well, a toddler and you would get sick, you hated the medicine that you had to take. I really don't like medicine. It tastes terrible. Yep. So what I used to do was just mash up your, your medicine and mix it up with your favorite ice cream. So you had your medicine and got better and didn't have to worry about the taste. So basically with gamification, we're doing the same thing. We're we're giving you your medicine, your your So basically you drugged me. <laughs> I did, yeah. That's successfully. And you got better. I signed a pledge when I was like six years old to say no to drugs. The point here is we're giving you something that you need by mashing it up with something that you want. We're not manufacturing an interest. It's already there. We're just leveraging it. That makes a lot more sense. Not only that, we're not just using video games to teach, but our students are actually building the freaking games, right? And I mean, that's what gives them the avenue to be creative, to apply logic, apply math, and to be detailed and accurate. And most importantly, I think, to develop grit because you can't fake whether or not your code works, as you well know. I mean, you're going to have to debug and debug until it actually does what you want. Yeah, you can't fake it till you make it in coding. You have to get everything right down to the finest detail, Mm -hmm. correct, or else it's not going to work. Right. You can't, like, put something that looks similar because then your entire game will come crashing down. Yeah. Syntax matters. And especially with you. I mean, you're, you're in a debate team, so... I know you can argue your way into a lot of things. I know you argue with me and your mom, yeah. uh, especially. Yeah. And like, for example, if you're if, if it's an essay, you can and you maybe you don't have the exact answer. You can massage your way into a decent grade, probably. Right. Even in math, I think if you're showing your work and you don't know the answer, you can show enough where you don't get a zero. Right. You get some sort of partial credit in coding. All of that is out the window. It either works or it doesn't. So that's what I think is a very important component here is that you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to learn it and, and get it right. And I think it's important to embrace mistakes right along the way. It's crucial because that's really what allows you to grow and learn. Yeah, I see what you said about the how everything has to be perfect. And I think that it also helps with your mindset. Well, is perfectionist a good thing or a bad thing? In coding, it's definitely a good thing. But like in life, is it a good thing or a bad thing? 
Uh, that's a good question. I think more often than not, it's a good thing. So I think that, well, perfectionist style that you need to have in order to have a successful game, it really helps you with attention to detail and finding those problems, pinpointing them and fixing them. Like, for example, if you mistyped something, the line of code won't register and it'll see it as an incorrect syntax and beep up boop, it doesn't work. <laughs> that really, really helps with attention to detail. All right. So w what I think is important to point out is while we care about the video games, what really differentiates us is that we care about what happens to the player after the game, right? It's not just about playing a game for the sake of having fun. So how do we change the student in ideally some sticky way in terms of their expertise, their knowledge, their perspectives, behaviors, things of that nature? While gamifying or, or edutainment is a very powerful tool, you still need to monitor and be strategic about how these tools are being used. Anyway, you know what kind of video games I grew up with? They had two buttons, up and down, side to side arrows. That was it. I just saw the video games that you're playing at home. And I mean, they probably have a dozen buttons and a couple of joysticks and you're wearing a headset and you're looks like you're texting and communicating with them on, on Twitch or something and doing all of these things uh, simultaneously. Oh, you're, I just twitched as you said Twitch. It was like Twitch. My point is, it's it's very impressive, and it seems actually like more work than fun to me to watch gamers nowadays, because there's so much going on. There's there's strategy, you're playing as a game. I mean, you've seen esports, right? Now it's a huge thing. There's there's arenas being filled by, by these pro players that are making like football player money now, and they are, they're playing strategically, they're playing with a lot of buttons, or actually PC games, they're playing while they're communicating by text, while they're communicating by their headsets, and all of this is going on simultaneously, it's, it just boggles my mind. And the advancement of technology that allows all these things keeps accelerating, which is frankly kind of scary. Here's how fast tech is advancing. So Code Ninja's learning platform was already the industry leader when just a couple of months ago, we launched our new Impact platform which we designed in partnership with Microsoft. This platform is the first of its kind, and it's head and shoulders above anything else that's out there. One thing in particular that's really cool about it is that it was created with the intention of adding AI components in the near future. So eventually, our software will create the curriculum for our ninjas in real time. How crazy is that? That's really crazy. Right? I can't so, believe that like an AI is going to help with the curriculum and it's going to be like personalized. Right. So it's going to take into account all the past projects that a student had, you know, look at their strengths and weaknesses. Where were they making mistakes? If they were particularly interested in soccer themed, right, games or, or whatnot. And it's going to create a curriculum tailored for them as they're moving through it, which is nuts. So Code Ninjas this year already had the leading curriculum in the market Yet in this time of great tech advancement, we invested years and resources in creating the next step in the evolution of gamified learning, right? And not only that, but that evolution has been coded in such a way as to take advantage of all the advancements in AI that we're all hearing about. So it will be able to adapt easier to new tech, which brings us to next week's subject, Ooh. which is the, the exponential growth 
in technology. Ta-da! That sounds awesome. You can't miss that one. I mean, if there is something that is intriguing, I mean, it, it intrigues the heck out of me. I, I'm blown away by all the new technology that's, that just keeps coming up. It's hard to keep track. And I just can't imagine how you guys are going to, you know, deal with it when, when you guys are getting older. Well, we're at that time of the episode. Welcome to our Word of the Week. Today's Word of the Week is algorithm. Algorithms are actually step-by-step instructions used in computer programs to solve problems efficiently. From search engines, finding a relevant result to your query, to social media, showing personalized content, algorithms shape our digital experiences. So some examples of this are, for example, when you search something up on Google or Yahoo or whatever browser you use, that's actually an algorithm to find relevant results. And another example of this is the For You page. You know those posts that you really like on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook? Those are actually personalized by an algorithm. Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Please share this with anyone who you think might be interested in the Coding Family Connection. And don't forget to join us for our next episode, The Exponential Growth of Technology. That's going to be an interesting one, won't it? Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get your child started on their coding journey, you can reach out to your local Code Ninjas dojo. Just visit CodeNinjas.com, click on Find Location, and they'll be coding in no time. And if you're visiting one of our Florida locations, make sure you drop in and say hello.